It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Patrick Royce with Sports Talk. He's on a mission. He's on a mission. I can see that he's very intently. I think he's very worried about the ice in Las Vegas. uh, Yeah, how about uh, that? uh, Well, you can't rush it. Probably 95 outside, huh? The trouble is, you kick those doors open, it takes three hours to get people in. Right. Uh, yeah, dry heat, my heat. That's uh, it's still no, hot. No, 90, uh, yeah, I've been in Phoenix when it's 115. And okay, May 20th. It as dry as you want it to. May that, 20th. That's the fog game? Buffalo's beat Flyers in 1975 fog game. I would have sworn it was Buffalo and Dallas. A, is that a, uh, a Stanley Cup final? Uh, I don't know. Was it? Because that Buffalo was good back. That asked, was Gilbert Perot and Richard Martin on that team still in 95? Maybe No, not. this was 75. 75. Yeah, well, they had to be on that team then. Buffalo a, was good It turns out then. if you Google fog game Stanley Cup playoffs, there's quite a few of them, is there? actually. Really? Yeah. But the bu- what are they going to do? I don't know. What are they going to do? No. It's 95 degrees in Vegas. Everybody comes Maybe in there wearing Maybe they won't be able to have the whole ceremony. And they shoot flames up and, yeah, you know, and yeah. the whole thing, so... So what? Uh, oh, I, I haven't seen the up to date. What this morning it was mushy. Yesterday during practice, they liked it, but they're worried that it's mushy. It stems from the night before the finals. There was a Pink concert in the building. Hey, Pink's worth it, man. I know. I'm I know you're a Pink, pink fan. fan. I'm a big Pink fan. I can't understand that, okay. but you're a big Pink fan. She does. She can sing on a trapeze, yeah. man. How often do you see that? But it's resulted in just not getting a good layer of. T- when they scheduled Pink, they didn't think they were going to be in the Stanley Cup Finals. That's part yeah. of the problem. Yeah. You know, just like Met Center, sir. Mm-hmm. The first year the North Stars were here. We had to play five of the seven games in the Western Conference Finals in St. Louis because yeah, you've told us Met that. Center was not available. Was it concerts? I think it was a circus, but I'm not sure. Some other event, not concerts. Hell, they didn't. Back then, I don't think you had an arena concert, did you, in the mid-60s? Oh, hell yes. Were you? Well, yeah, I don't yeah. know. Excelsior Roller Rink. Okay, puzzle <laughs> me this. Puzzle I me this. I saw the Beach Boys Excelsior at the start of the year, is the NHL schedule written in stone? In other words, back in September, did they know that Game 1 of the Cup Finals was going to be on a May 28th? Uh, well, yes, but I mean... Why? No, did they know it would be on a May 28th? They knew they were going to start it on Memorial Day night. Yeah. Well, then, then Pink has nothing to do with it. 
the people that run no, the building no, no. see that they got no. May 27th free, yeah, well, they don't. so they book pink. Well, plus, they're not worried about being in the Stanley Cup Finals. They're an expansion team. The odds are 500 to 1. Go ahead. Have elephants in there. We don't care. Right. You know? That's, uh, that's you did you see the Beach Boys and who else were they wearing their striped beach shirts? Oh yeah, they were. Yeah. They looked as they looked as California uh, as you could. Possibly the Stones be have had a lot to do with transforming arena concerts. Yes, and I'm trying to think. I bet I bet the Stones weren't playing the Met Centers of the United States in 1967 or eight. I bet it came along in the early seventies. The Beatles, right, came and got played a job ballparks. for it. The Beatles played, played ballparks. Yeah, with terrible sound systems. Yes. Oh, yeah. Look up when was Rolling Stones' first arena con? And how they revolutionized it too is they brought their own equipment. That they were the first to have their own instead stuff. of having those two Montgomery right, Ward right, exactly. airline things. They were the first to have the trucks full of stuff. <laughs> the Beatles played Met. The uh, Shea Stadium with equipment that quite literally could have fit in your mother's Chevy station wagon. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, where was the Rolling Stones first arena concert in the United States? In the United States, first arena concert, and they, they'll probably give you a ballpark because Google can't be that. Sometimes it's not that. Uh, I mean, they were playing the Civic Center and the Met and tour dates. Yeah, yeah. They, I bet that first was not... American tour, nineteen sixty four. I'm gonna, I'm gonna click on that. See, maybe they were in arenas. That uh, was their first concert tour of America. The tour commenced on June fifth and concluded on June twentieth. Man, tell you where they went. Man, where did they go? Where they guys? Play? I only have two eyes, so I, I can't know, read I know, everything. But I, I'm going to give you a more specific instruction. Okay. What I want to know is when was their first arena? Yeah, but he's concert? looking at their first schedule to see maybe well, it's it right wouldn't here. have been in '64. Okay. They Hell play was, in '64. Here's the venues that they played. All in. right, here we go. In San Bernardino Swing Auditorium. That's not an okay. arena. Okay. San Antonio Joe Freeman Coliseum. That's the that ain't an arena. <laughs> uh, Why didn't I go? I wow. missed them. I don't know. Here's I how fast know. their turnover was. The next night, they played in Omaha at Music Hall Auditorium. Mm-hmm. The next night arena. after that, two nights after Excelsior, they went to Detroit Olympia Stadium. Well, that that's was, that hockey, was Detroit's Met Center. Yeah. Okay. Uh, it was an indoor arena. So, from so they, they had to come here and go to a place with 1,200 drunks standing up. Mm-hmm. All right. underage. Mm-hmm. And then they were in Olympia Stadium two days later. Well, okay, then Pittsburgh... On the 17th, Westview Park, Harrisburg Farm Show Arena. And then the night after that, two shows. The guy out in Wyzetta who every time the the Stones came would get the story about how he gave them, you, you can't, always, get what you can't want. always get what Jimmy you want. Jimmy what? Rook. Jimmy something. So that would have been, the Greek. 64. Allegedly, 64. allegedly, that would have been the time that he met them. Yep. How long were they in town? He went to the drugstore to get a cherry soda. Yes. But they and were Rick only... was on such a tight schedule, you can see. He had time to sit down and have a cherry Coke. Right. And... What uh, was there? A, w- the day before Excelsior, were they someplace? 
Um, let you me said they back. were in Omaha the next day, they so were they could in, have been hanging out with Jimmy too long. Uh, they came, two shows in San Antonio on June 7th, and then their next date was June 12th. Well, hell, they might have been out there at the lake voting, voting Fishing. with Jimmy. And, yeah, Jimmy, what the hell Jimmy Hutmaker. Jimmy Hutmaker. Yeah, we lost he, him in 07. Which is an absolute BS story. <laughs> he sold it to one but of the... it was the, a great story. He sold it to one of the... T- uh, yeah, you're <laughs> right. that story. You have it every time. Every time. <laughs> It got to the point where Jimmy practically had his own memorial bench in downtown Excelsior. Oh, they'd, they'd always say. Yeah. In fact, Don would call him up and say, "Jimmy, we'll meet you at the bench. Right, <laughs> be at the bench. We'll go through it again, Jimmy. Yeah. This year, add a little something yeah, about little... how you were standing in line for cough syrup or yeah, something. Right, right. Yeah. That's that's. Right. Huckmaker's business cards had the lyrics to the song printed <laughs> oh, on their yeah. backsides. But yeah. he didn't have a job, did he? What no. did he do for a living? I think Jimmy might have had issues or something, mm-hmm. but he was well know. loved by the town. And... The veracity of these claims is disputed. Really? <laughs> I think so. Well, one or the other. Yeah. Hey, I got to tell Why, you Why, was guys, he there having a cherry Coke, too? I got to tell you something. I All went right, to then the, we got a caller who has a pitching comment. Okay. The Rider. I went to the movie, The Rider. The Rider. It's a beginning very good reviews. It's about a 20-year-old kid who's a rodeo a Brock rider, and he gets stomped on, and he gets his head stomped on. Mm-hmm. So I go to it on... When? Not a comedy. Memorial. <laughs> no, but here's what it's got. Yeah. It's got a beloved dead mom All right. who died at 50. We All see right. her headstone. All right. Got a drunken, poverty stricken father. All right. We have a lovable little sister, but she special needs. Okay. We have a best friend idol of. This guy was the a few years older than him, and the guy he always idolized as a bronc rider. Right. And then we got... So far, I'm not going. Then, then, we got, then we got bad things happening to horses. Okay. You know, that that are family favorites. Yeah. So you, you know what like, Grandpa uh, Pat said on Twitter? Don't take the grandkids. No, that's right. This, right. this may not... be the most depressing movie I've ever been to in my life. So wait, the guy meets his idol, and he can just no, sit there no, and go like, no. mm, "Yeah, he goes mm, to see the idol." Mm, the, mm, the, he goes mm, to see the idol, and the, the idol can't speak, all right. and he's paralyzed. We're oh. going to address uh, callers in a moment. Okay. Did Kyle Gibson do? To get himself yanked after seven terrific innings so we could overuse the bullpen. I don't know how many pitches that he throwing. I hadn't seen. Well, but Patrick, he's got two more innings to go. He's cruising. Well, you're, you're, uh, I don't know how many pitches he had, but if he was over 90, they won't send him back out for the eighth. That's just the way it is. You're complaining about something that's been going on now for 20 years. Well, I thought it ended when Gardy left, but you're saying this is this is Major Leagues or the Twins? Uh, it's pretty much Major League Baseball. Once in a while, you'll see Cleveland let, if they really need it, let Kluber throw yeah. more. Not anymore. He doesn't usually. He goes seven or eight. You know, you, you know, once in a while, they'll let a guy like that go 115. But their theory is, okay, if he's 95, uh, I'm going to take him out because he probably is going to get over what we think he should have in the eighth inning. So it's uh, if he's under, if he's about 90, they would have sent him out for another inning. But I didn't see. I don't know how many he threw. 
Well, I don't either, but he was going through them very easily. I, well, I he would have had to pitch 14, and all they'd only be tied. So uh, what difference does it make? Oh, well, yeah, you're right. No, Maybe they, they were winning 1-0. One 1-0, one nothing, yeah. They, it's yeah, just yeah. Uh, it's an old complaint, and it, you're never going to win it. So forget it, you know. <laughs> all right. Okay. You guys are taking calls now? Well, we got we always got have Kenny. It's the mother's milk of talk radio. Yes, if, uh, and we will break down the Twins game. Fo- favor and roll down your window and throw your bleeping phone out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, so uh, that way we don't have to see people hit hit each other like the Krabby Coffee Shop. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's uh, Kenny. The uh, since the, when are the, we taking calls? The, the deal is, we are taking calls. Oh, we just. Six four six eight two five five eight seven seven six one five fifteen hundred. Call me take... with any traffic questions you may have. Our Yatesy, uh, I, I use the Yatesy philosophy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yep. I love taking calls. Yeah. Well. Well. You know what? Back when you were really call generated, you had a producer. You could be talking about solemn events. Yes. Mm-hmm. No. Famine in West Africa. Yep. Right. Can yeah. I play the caller, Patrick? Yeah. Can I? Uh, okay, Kenny, you're on. Uh, yeah, Joe, I got to make a move. Uh, <laughs> they got a guy changing a flat tire on the Ide Mill ramp to southbound practice freeway. Uh, no, yeah. the best one was when they'd call and say, oh, man, a, plan, a plane crashed today in... Uh, uh, you know, Chicago, 100 cycles. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was the other one. That was the other one. What am I taking here, Chris? Uh, Gil on line 10. Gil? Yeah, Pat, uh, the fourth inning, uh, you can't go on pinch count alone because these guys are trained to go at least 110 pitches and he's yanking them out if they're going on to six inning, fourth inning, whatever it is, yeah. 75, 80 pitches. Okay. This is the... This is a—they're making millions of dollars. Yeah, they should probably be able to pitch. Gil, you team. should have your own show. Gil, man. you need to keep this voice. <laughs> you no, are. This, I love this, this voice. No, I conspiracy. Hey, Gil, uh, could you say a phrase for me? Say there's going to be fines and suspensions. <laughs> say that. Just, like just say that for me, would you? Who's Wally Carbo, pitcher? <laughs> No, you guys are crazy. I don't even know who Gil was. I don't either, but I want to hear him. We'll take Gil. his call every day. I will take Gil's call Gil every day. Gil was Wally Carbo with, uh, as, a as a baseball You just kind of sound like Wally Carbo. <laughs> he did. <laughs> Although, because Kenny always instructed me that we don't have many rules on sports talk, but one of them is when you answer the phone, it's, Sports talk, hang on. Hold on. Right. That's the screening process. <laughs> Full, you have been thoroughly TSA audio screened. Yes. My early, Vetted. early, my rookie days, I'd ask them, do you want to be on? And then uh, about a week later, I'm just, hold on, you just you're, you're super dumb, just hold on. <laughs> and what was Yatesy's line about callers? I don't call you at your business. Don't call me at mine. Yeah, I don't call you at work. Don't you call me. Oh. At work. But Gil can get in anytime he wants. Okay. Oh, sure. Yeah, Gil. Well, he wanted to break it down. Yeah, Gil's. Uh, you know what? I think Gil's probably a believer that these modern players are just a bunch of wimps. Don't too you? tight. They're too, too tight. <laughs> too tight and wimpy, right? Too tight and wimpy. Yeah, There's no margin for error. No, that's true. All right, Gil. Yeah, I think. Wait Gil. a minute. Is he calling back? Is he calling oh, back? No, really. He might Reavers, no, answer that. Right, hang on, get hang that, on. How did he get the contest line? I got the t- Probably from the dark man. Yeah, Just a minute. Right. 
Oh, yeah, I can get you the are hotline. You, no is problem. this Gil again? If I want to be mocked, I'll, I'll call every day. I, I'm not I'm not here to be mocked. No, nobody was mocking you, Gil. Uh, no. We were just we were speculating that you probably think the modern player is a little uh, less manly than in the old days. Yeah, you're a dumb producer. He's too tight. They're, they're, these guys, their body's too tight. You can't play it. Yeah. yeah, right. No. That's true. I got a hangnail. Yeah. I got a $4 million a year hangnail. You're too tight. Hey, go take the bench. You're too tight. Yeah. <laughs> you want a big, fat, roly-poly guy who sells hot yeah, dogs right. in the winter. Give me yeah. a roly-poly guy. What's going on with the ice in Vegas? What do you got? You got ice or slush? What are we playing on? We're going to ask. So far, so it's far, hot we, out there, Gil. So far, we think we got ice, Gil. I can't play it. They don't got ice. <laughs> you know what you don't want? Yeah. Ice is too tight. <laughs> no, we want, you want tight ice. You want I gotta tight go, ice. I got to go cut the grass. Yeah. Yeah, all right. <laughs> oh, God. Gil. Gil, that's our no audience right there. That's him. That's our guy. Slushies. That's P1. That's a P1 right there. Yeah, yeah. right there. They, see, well, he listens a... intently to the poop commercial. Everybody, <laughs> everybody just take a breath. We're going to be back shortly, but now thanks to our great friends in Owatonna, Minnesota, at Federated Insurance where it's their business to protect your business. It's Frank Miller from the Wall Street Journal and your money now. Well, stocks closing with some strong gains today. The Dow up around 300 points. This coming amid strength in the energy sector as the price of oil rallied up $1.48 on the day. PEC would keep its supply quota plan in place through at least the end of the year. In today's economic news, payroll processor ADP said that private sector employment was up a little less than expected in May, up 178,000. Economists expected a gain of 190,000. Well, President Trump today announced that he has signed the Right to Try Act into law. The president says that will allow patients with life-threatening illnesses to have access to experimental treatments. The president also said that massive and voluntary price cuts would be announced soon by some major drug companies. And shares of Salesforce hit record highs today after the company released a strong earnings report after Tuesday's closing bell. Salesforce reporting revenues of $3 billion. I'm Frank Miller with Your Money Now on 1500 ESPN. Here's Kenny Solman Olson. All right. Thank you, Frankie. Appreciate it. Hope we're going to hear from you tomorrow again, right? I'm going to talk to you tomorrow, Frank. Frank? Uh, I don't think he wants to talk. Frank. Wow. That's cold, man. All right. uh, Let's check your traffic here. This one's sponsored by KFC, although I am a little hurt by Frank's brush off. Uh, We'll go with Eastbound 694. Running 15 minutes, 100 over to 35W. If you're toiling away between the downtowns, both directions of 94, averaging about 15 minutes each. Uh, Southbound 35E, we're seeing building levels on the uh, practice freeway. 10 minutes and rising, 94 down to 494. And northbound 35W filling up and slowing down nicely between County C and Highway 10. All the usual delays there. Get KFC's new $5 fill-up with two pieces of extra crispy chicken, mashed potatoes, biscuit, cookie, and a drink. KFC, it's finger-licking good. This offer is not... You can throw your neck out on this song. Yeah. This one goes out to Gill in Brooklyn Park. Another girl, another planet. Here's uh, Reavers in the newsroom. Thank you, Joe. 50 games played so far this season. The Twins have now been walked off eight times. Last night it was a home run by Alcides Escobar that gave Kansas City a 2-1 to victory. Uh, Miguel Sano was 1-6, for six, driving in the lone Twins run. He is now hitting 198 on the season. Byron Buxton entered the game as a pinch runner, managed to go 0-2, and he is now hitting 156. 
Uh, same two teams. If he gets below Marjorie's weight. What was the batting 98 average? 98 pounds. Yeah. So he goes a .098 batting average. He's crossed the Marjorie line. <laughs> Fernando Romero will start opposite Royals right-hander Brad Keller. First pitch tonight from Kauffman Stadium is at 715. Vikings organized team activities continue this week at their new practice facility in Egan. Our guy Matthew Collar is a piece right now at 1500ESPN.com talking about Anthony Barr missing the first week of OTAs and how he is trying to work out a new contract with the organization. And Anthony Bard, yes, he's there. And uh, we, we now we have a unanimous uh, attendance. That's We're right. Perfect happy. attendance, yes. yes. Cavaliers forward Kevin Love remains in concussion protocol, and his status for Game 1 of the NBA Finals remains unclear. He missed Cleveland's Game 7 victory over Boston after colliding with Celtics rookie Jason Tatum in Game 6. Uh, game 1 of the NBA Finals will be Thursday at 8 p.m., on this radio How station. How did Maurer get concussion symptoms? Diving for a uh, foul ball. In and, Anaheim, and, and right? Kind of crack whipped his neck. Oh. So He's resumed baseball activities. activities yes. Patrick, do you think he's, uh, in fact, too tight? He <laughs> I think he could be. He's too probably too tight. You know, the best part of the no guild is he's too tall. I think he's too tall. Who, Maurer? Maurer. They should yeah. have put a book on his head when he got to be about 6'3". My favorite part of the, the second Gill call was the old school. Oh my God. awesome just, transition just between just baseball a, and the ice. Yeah. Just a minute. Gill? Hey, Maurer's not too tight, uh, but he doesn't have it upstairs. Okay? Yeah. Don't die for a foul ball. You're making 23 million bucks. Okay? <laughs> Let it fall. It's but... going to be okay. You don't have to die for a ball. You got to get that in a stick head. Gil, okay? he didn't even hit his head. I, I mean, this is the definition I of two times. I thought you wanted hustle. I thought you wanted hustle. I want you to hustle. Run over there. It's fast enough so you can catch the damn thing and you don't fall on your ass. Okay? If you run over there fast enough, you're like, Sano, 450 pounds. He's going to be, yo, you want a wrestling reference? He's going to be like the crusher. Yeah. Uh, the big guy from yeah. uh, Stone. Mountain, Georgia. Right. Not stand the killer cage. Jerry Blackwell. Jerry, Jerry Blackwell. Blackwell. Yeah, right. Yeah. He could he wouldn't be dying for a foul ball. <laughs> no, he, and he wouldn't. sure as hell wasn't making twenty three million bucks for the guy he ate. <laughs> yeah. Any, anyway, Gil. All right, right Gil, Gil. Thanks, thank you. Thanks, I am down here at West Summit. Uh, there ain't no hockey tonight, is there? No, not not for the wild. Gil. Not until next the year. Game outside. Huh? Yeah. They're not showing the game outside the X tonight. No, no, you're right. You're not. They're not. Oh, so they're doing it in Vegas, so they show you right outside. You don't buy a ticket. You ain't got to buy no ticket. You sit right out there. That's a hell, right, that's a hell of a good idea. Well, Gil. Go over to Noid, Tom Reed, will you? Come on. You're Tommy Reed, okay? He's from Canada. Hey, Gil, why don't you call the fan, okay? Yeah. All right. Hey, yeah, thanks, Ferrero. Talk to you later. <laughs> wow. He'll have some points to get across. Yeah, he really does. He's going to barrel through. He, I can see him. He's standing down by the X waiting for the oh, game I can to come see, Yeah, if, you're, if oh. you see the guy, I don't yeah. know why. We should ask what he was wearing. Yeah. Oh, my God. Which one of you yahoos gave that knucklehead the hot I don't know how he got the contest because, number. Uh, he, he's got the line, and he's he going to use it. Yeah. News notes from today. Governor Mark Dayton signed a nearly $1.5 billion public works bonding outweighed the serious concerns that he has with what is in or what was left out of the bill. The governor said the Republican-crafted bonding package, which includes $825 million in general obligations, bonds, and pulls out the rest of the funding, universities, state parks, mass transit, and 
other. So what, we, we got we got a special session coming up then. Huh? We got to negotiate a deal all summer and then have a, we'll have to negotiate have a, a deal. They have a forty eight hour meeting or something. So. Uh, I think you already mentioned that, Kenny. I'll skip the thirty five W closure. Sorry. No, I didn't mention it. Please do. When is this oh. week? When's it start? Do it. Thirty uh, five W from south of downtown Minneapolis down to sixty two. We'll see closing closings in Minneapolis for road work. Round one starts this Friday at ten p.m. With both sides of 35W closing until 5 a.m. Monday for the demolition of the 26th Street overpass. Northbound will be closed from 94 down to 62, while southbound is off limits from 94 to 46th Street. Crews will begin closing the entrances and exit ramps uh, roughly one hour before closing and the And this whole thing's only going to take three years, right? Yeah, it's going to take a while. Yeah. What are we doing? Okay. Resurfacing everything? We're no. doing everything. everything. But Kenny said this a couple weeks ago. Bridges. He's 100% right. It, it does need to be done. Yeah, it's the best. Isn't uh, the mass transit in the middle of the freeway, too? Is that going yeah. on or not? Yeah, they've yeah. got that bus station down there. Mm-hmm. President Donald Trump tweeted today about ABC's decision to pull the plug on Roseanne's he reboot. He couldn't control him. No, well, this was, he didn't he found, endorse. He found it. They hit it on him, but he, he, he found, found, the, phone. He found yeah. the phone. He didn't, he didn't endorse Roseanne, though. Okay, he well, just, I, I'm sorry. We should hear what this story He made is. himself a, a martyr. Trump suggested that he was disappointed he'd never received a call from Bob Iger, CEO of Walt, the Walt Disney <laughs> Company, about the horrible statements made and said about me on ABC. Former Obama White House advisor Valerie Jarrett, the subject of some of Roseanne Barr's tweets, said that she did receive a call Tuesday informing her of the show's cancellation. Here is the direct tweet from the president. Quote, Bob Iger of ABC called Valerie Jarrett to let her know that ABC does not tolerate comments like those made by Roseanne Barr. Gee, he never called President Donald J. Trump to apologize for the horrible statements made and said about me on ABC. Maybe I just didn't get the call. End quote. That's just, pretty mild by Don. That's pretty good. Kind of is he kind of like Sid, though? What? Kind of like Sid, making it about him? <laughs> no, you know, don't you think he's got a little bit of a point here? Because I've, I've been seeing that a lot for the past year and a half, where they'll, they'll jump on the right or anybody for saying anything, but they'll in turn... Uh, they'll turn around and say just the most. I just don't think it's a game we can play. Awful, awful things about Trump. I mean, just vile things they'll say about but, him. But part of the reason is what he's saying about them, right? Well, maybe you, Gil could call him with thoughts on the For me, it's practice what you preach. I mean, it doesn't it go all both directions? I will give both the. Uh, I will give the. Makers of Ambien credit for saying uh, that was funny. That's pretty Racism good. is not a side effect. <laughs> we got that a lot of side effects very, very, in our commercial. Let me say funny. this as a guy who used to overdrink on occasion. Mm-hmm. Uh, what it does when you're loopy mm-hmm. on whatever it is, whatever drug, opiate, uh, alcohol, it gives you permission to say what you really feel but wish you hadn't said right Right. you know what i'm saying it loosens your tongue yes it does you say things that you probably uh you you in in retrospect you wish you hadn't said but it doesn't change what your opinion was Mm -hmm. i'd like to sleep with a teddy bear (laughs) (laughs) no maybe something a little more upsetting Coffee giant Starbucks closed all of its 8,000-plus U.S. stores for four hours yesterday afternoon, so its 175,000 employees could participate in company-wide racial bias training. I don't know of another company in the history of American business that's done anything remotely like this, said Executive Chairman Howard Schultz. 
Closing all U.S. stores did come at a price. Bloomberg estimates it could result in $16.5 million in lost sales, which compares to the $22.5 billion in revenues the company had in fiscal 2017. Starbucks will also be paying all employees for participating in the training. So did they cover billion in coffee. Mm-hmm. Did they cover each minority each hour? How do they how do they I don't know how it was broken down. This is how you deal <laughs> with this group. This he, is how you deal. Here's the part I don't understand. Why couldn't they have just done different shifts instead of having a close did they do the closing of the store just for marketing uh, purposes? Symbolic. Yeah. Marketing, okay. right? I think airport they Starbucks and grocery store Starbucks stayed open. I'd have to ask my friend that works we at the have airport. A, we have a, car, a caribou at the uh, Byerly's, so I think we got to get you ever, coffee uh, today. You ever transport any uh, Starbucks employees to the <laughs> Byerly's or just strictly no, Byerly's employees? No, we just employees? have caribou. Okay. We have caribou there. The United States is leading the world in increased traffic deaths and distracted okay. driving as a primary cause, according to a new study of 29 different nations. Only five of the 29 saw a jump in traffic deaths between 2010 and 2017, and the U.S. had the highest rate of increase at 13.5%, said a study by the International Transport Forum. Do you ever drive in Spain? Well, this says we're better than Spain. Think so? So it's you drive the, you take the same route I do uh, Mm -hmm. uh, every day, and what I've noticed the past couple years is you're driving along, the speed limit's 25 Mm -hmm. miles per hour, and every other car that is approaching you is veering into your lane and then out again and then in and then out. Nobody is paying attention to nope. the road. Nope. And they get on the parkway and they think the speed limit's 25. I'm good here. And they never look at the road. Right. I mean, I have become accustomed to people veering into my lane mm-hmm. for a head-on crash and then pulling out at the last second. Mm-hmm. It's Rook, unbelievable. You mentioned this during GL. What what country was it that Joe got called a, a weenie behind the wheel? Uh, he was told was by France. an officer of the law in France. He, this was told to a, 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 a child he used to have that his uh, dad drives like a woman <laughs> and fall the kid was you know fully fluent in French so they, and understood. Can, uh, they can still get away with uh, uh, blatant sexism in uh, France actually I think he said your father drives like an old lady oh mm-hmm. I, I, I was trying to get around the airport I didn't know where I was so I was going about three <laughs> like I, I've seen you drive you know where the throttle is oh yeah so you were up, just having a moment not, not huh? over there I didn't I picked up the rent a car in Edinburgh Mm-hmm. With the wife, got on the wrong side to I drive. Can't do that. Got on the wrong side. Drove <laughs> out. We have to drove out of the <laughs> drove out of the airport. Went on one roundabout, pulled over, and said, "It's all yours." <laughs> <laughs> I got no shot. Why have you moved the steering wheel? All right, the, uh, there was confidence being expressed that uh, we were going to get a PGA Tour event uh, starting in 2019. There are two possibilities. Uh, there was an opening on the schedule because Quicken Loans had stopped sponsoring the tournament in Washington. And uh, there was also the Houston's up in the air. Well, today, Quicken Loans announced it's taking its tournament to Detroit. Hmm. So uh, that's one of the possibilities gone now it depends upon whether Houston stays on the schedule or not. Houston has lost uh, its sponsor, Shell, and uh, will apparently decide, has until Friday to decide whether it's going to keep its event or not. If they keep their event, uh, no uh, regular event for the uh, Twin Cities. 
at least not in the foreseeable future. All right. Televangelist Jesse Duplantis is pleading with his followers, claiming that he needs a $54 million jet to help him efficiently spread the gospel to as many <laughs> people as possible. Lord, you're closer to the Lord. He said if Jesus was around, he wouldn't be riding no donkey. <laughs> <laughs> now, did he say that Jesus told him he needed this jet? Uh, it is his mission to reach every soul of the 7 billion people. I haven't that seen now- this guy. Is he oh, he's all over the internet. He, oh, yeah. He's got a, a got the televangelist hair. Oh, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. He's got a big popular YouTube channel, too, Patrick. Uh, where did I leave that quote off? Making sure that each one has an opportunity to know the real Jesus. It's uh, probably not surprising to learn that Duplantis preaches a prosperity gospel, which says God shows favor by rewarding the faithful mm-hmm. with earthly riches. Others. Oh yeah, we've we've heard oh. that one before, right? Oh. We heard that. So what's Jesus want? A fifty-four million dollar lear? Well, yeah. that's just it, Joe. And apparently, Duplantis he hasn't really clarified, but this would become his fourth private jet. Really? Oh, so he's got he a fleet. To... All okay. Right. So why why do we need another one? Is he we gotta, he's got plane? souls. We've got to spread the gospel. Well, yeah, Patrick. but he's got three planes in which to do that. That ain't enough to get to all the souls. <laughs> <laughs> Can he divide himself? Yeah, Is he he's that holy? Split him up. Jesus didn't even have his driver's license. He's no. like uh, he's like Hammer. There was more than one Hammer, and now there's uh, more than one Jesse, whatever the hell his name. Uh, is. Well, are you guys sure he's he does? He, maybe he has a summer car and a winter beater. Oh, there you <laughs> go. Oh, it's oh, that. There you go. Okay. So he only flies what, one in the winter. What, remember what summer beaters used to be called? There was always a winter beater when we were growing up. No, but there were summer cars. No, and they were advertised as. Fishing cars. Really? <laughs> yeah, I can't remember that's that. genius. Fishing car. Oh. I can't remember. Well, the implication more... being, it was you didn't care if the fish stunk up the thing. Oh, it was, okay. Okay. It was okay. a junker. Sure. Yeah. Hmm. You could get in some water and it would be all right. Yeah. You fell in the lake. Yeah. I, I know a guy that has a, a hunting car. It's a it's a Mercedes. Yeah. <laughs> a <laughs> shooting brake, but he uses it for hunting. <laughs> My uh, father had a buddy, Scotty Cook. His brother was Elijah Cook, who was a Hollywood actor, Maltese oh, yeah. Falcon and oh, stuff, yeah. a little weaselly guy. Yeah. <laughs> and Scotty had a big shot job somewhere in Detroit, and he used to come uh, hunting, and he'd bring a big caddy, and he and the wife would bring a caddy, and then he'd go pay the farmers to go pheasant hunting. Right. And drive through the cornfields with sure. the thing. Just, oh, really? No. If the corn was still up, he'd just drive oh. through the cornfields. Oh, really? And he'd be sitting out on a fender with a shotgun <laughs> and somebody else <laughs> No wonder people hate hunters. <laughs> My God. Yeah, but he paid, for, you know, he paid the farmers. You know, he paid them to the, crowd, the corn that was being destroyed. Now, how did you know this guy? Was he a friend he of Richard's? A, yeah, my old man got to know him. Oh. And he'd come down once a year, and he was oh. crazier than who I bet they were fat. Fast friends. Oh, oh that sounds was, like uh, Richard to me. He was uh, <laughs> he was strange fella, but I remember him a little bit. Yeah, that's worse than shooting pheasants out the window of the back oh, yes, seat with is. your four ten. Yeah, Scotty was the only one I ever know that actually drove through the field. <laughs> that's, that's, that's in a Cadillac. That's what no, the kids call even a truck. The, the kids call that some next level bleep. <laughs> yes, <laughs> Kenny, you've heard the best one though, huh? Where uh, Pat's dad had put. The kids on a train. Yes. And, Curry, Minnesota. And you'd have, what, uh, pop gun, pop rifles. Orange pop and uh, little hamburgers. And but you'd have, and a we little, have... We have guns. You'd have guns. 
And the train had come to a crossing, and Richard be waiting there, and the kids shooting shot him out the, the train man. window, and Richard keel over and die, <laughs> and then go to the next and drive his crossing and do it again. The next section and do it again. I think that's oh my, my favorite of all time. There's that's the best with, dad story in the whole the world. There's oh a guy my with word! A lot of time to waste. Yeah. <laughs> and, then the, when, and then the Rudolph, when he painted the nose oh, red yes. and drove through the neighborhood, said, "I'm sorry." Kenny. No, that was uh, Kenny Malone's kid. Oh, Kenny Malone's kid. Yeah, over here in uh, Sweeney Lake. That is the Coolest dad story mm -hmm. I have ever heard. Oh, wait, he that would get out awesome. of the car, wouldn't he? Oh, yeah. I'm, and he'd be, you know, with his arms folded, yeah, leaning yeah. on the hood, yeah. and then he'd get shot. Yeah, he'd shot. He'd keel that. over. Mm -hmm. <laughs> That's so awesome. That's fantastic. <laughs> he'd be locked up in a psych ward. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. No, he would not be among no, the free. No. <laughs> Signs along North Carolina highways serving as the route of an upcoming Ironman race were hacked to warn of delays stemming from, quote, Idiots on bikes, end quote. Huh. Yeah. Gene Caffrey said he was riding last weekend when he spotted the electronic sign warning drivers to expect delays June 3rd because of bleep holes on bikes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Royce got it a hold of the me. board. Royce's running it. I didn't think it was a real thing. I thought I was seeing things. He said, seeing the signs like that, it just sends the wrong message. Yeah. Becky Beasley posted a video on Facebook showing a sign along U.S. Route 64 near Jordan Lake that showed a similar warning about idiots on bikes. Uh, Caffrey, who has participated in two Ironman races, said the signs stroke tensions between drivers and we cyclists. We could all get along if they just didn't think they were so superior to us. They're so smug. Mm, oh, my they, God. They didn't think they well, were so share superior. share the road means share, not take it over, yeah. you I've smug got, bastard. I've got yeah. a little taste of <laughs> humble pie for some of the bikers. This man was not hurt, but this was just sent to me recently. And uh, I'm going to play the audio. We're uh, going to have to describe no, this. Uh -huh. What is it? It's a man riding his bike yes. on a street. So you can see it doesn't... Oh! 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 And the biker looking down runs into the parked car. <laughs> but of course, Reavers and I had to go back again and said, let's listen to that one more we time. We to watch it in slow-mo. Here we go. Is he okay, though? Oh, yes, yeah. yeah. He walks up from it. He just wasn't paying attention. And yeah. to add insult to injury... He's when he, mad at the car, I'm sure. Yeah. When he went... When he fell down, it was like because he hit the, the the back of the window, <laughs> then the quadruple whammy. <laughs> no, we're, we're let's all get along. Just stop being so smug. Yep, no, we'll get along. Right all there. Right, What do you have coming oh, up? Oh, well, we're going to talk a little about the uh, wonderful uh, Brian Colangelo mess. And uh, we got the great uh, Nadine Babu, social media expert with Colangelo us. Colangelo is the guy who might be fake tweeting about the 76ers? Yes, yes. yes. Uh, and then uh, we, we got uh, Tim Kirkchin and Joe Micheletti. Oh, uh, the Micheletti's clans. On the, uh, on the, uh, he's, he, he's done the last three rounds of the Vegas. He didn't do the first round, but mm -hmm. he's been doing the TV. Is the he with Doc now? No, he's uh, doing radio now. Okay, but he's right. uh, but he has done the last two rounds of Las Vegas and uh, big admirer of the Golden Knights. Fifteen hundred ESPN is KSTP St. Paul Minneapolis. It's seventy two degrees. The ride is up next. Hi, this is Chris Howard, host of Plugged In with Chris Howard. It's crazy to think that a few weeks ago we were talking about whether or not Tua Tagovailoa should consider retiring. 
After two concussions and worldwide debates on player safety and NFL culpability, Tua has done nothing but go back to work and currently has the Dolphins riding a three-game win streak and one loss behind the division favorite Buffalo Bills. While everyone was yapping about the end of his career, Tua Tagovailoa said he'll decide when it's time. And clearly, he's not ready to hang up the cleats. Hi, this is Chris Howard from the Plugged In with Chris Howard podcast. BetOnline.net is your number one source for betting football and the start of the new basketball season. Find all the latest player developments, team matchups, news podcasts, and in-depth analysis on every game. BetOnline remains your continued source for all your sports wagering information with live betting up to the minute scores for every the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite games and events, including the MLB playoffs, the start of the NHL season, MMA, boxing, and golf. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at BetOnline as well. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline, where the game starts.